0: Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe you can achieve. Welcome to the Live in the Dream with Curveball Podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach motivate and inspire. And I definitely have a motivational and inspirational treat for you today as I am joined by business owner, educator, and children's book author, Wanda Davis. Wanda is the author of the children's book, From Head to Heart. She has a mental wellness business and she also is an educator of children with special needs. So we're going to be talking to her about Her life and what drives her and fuels her passion and be talking about her book. So Wanda, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: And thank you very much for having me with you.
0: Why don't you start off just by telling everybody a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, I am speaking from the city of London, Ontario in Canada. We have lived here in London for about 30 years, myself and my family. Um, I have grown up around the around Toronto. So most people have heard of Toronto, Ontario. So usually I have lived somewhere around Toronto. Now I've had quite a bit of a varied career path compared to where it's led me right now. Actually went to school for I have a big science background. I have a master's in science. And then I ended up working as a science researcher for a few years before I decided to get my teaching degree. And I've stayed in the the area of education now for over 20 years and am just going to retire from that as I I figure I have a lot of uh, time to spend with this new book of mine from head to heart.
0: So how how do you go from a science teacher to an author? Tell, Tell us about what made you want to become an author.
1: What really became to make me an author? Well, I don't know if there's any specific motivation. I think I've just known all the way along that I am going to write some, whether it's stories or books or what have you. That would be more just of an inner type of knowing. I already have several books that I've co-authored with people, and a few of them have been bestsellers, but none of them have really felt like it was my book. Now, I have many books that I've started over the years, but I've never finished any of those other ones. Now, partly the history of where this book came from was that uh, as like a wellness practitioner, um, I'm always working on myself. So always looking deep within, trying to figure out, you know, what is best and making sure that I'm listening to my own body and my own heart. To be able to figure out what my next steps will be, and so I was doing this one particular type of um, platform. I would say it's called Gene Keys. It's kind of a cross between astrology and human design and the I Ching, which is uh, you know a very ancient type of divination tool. So I was working with the Gene Keys, going really deep, just in terms of what, um, trying to uncover some things to myself, looking for direction. And I've also become a Gene's Keys guide along the way as well. Just being able to help people discover their own gifts is kind of what this pathway is about. And it was at the end of one of the pathways where it's like, I just got that inner knowing of I have to write this story. And it really just wrote itself, really just came through me. I wrote it as a children's story just for the fact that I wanted it to be accessible to all ages. So really, it's written for ages seven to 10. It's like a social emotional type of learning story. Um, And then the idea, though, I find that this type of story, though, can be applicable to any age, depending on what level of discussion that you want to have with it. So really, this story was more, I've always known I'm going to write something, but this story really just wrote itself, and I'm just the caretaker. And so I am ready to put it out into the world. Now, just a little bit of interest sake, though, too, is part of this story is part of my own story as well. So the interesting piece would be that it is... A little bit about the story. it is about a young girl who's being bullied, and she withdrew kind of from the world behind this imaginary wall that she builds up and The rest of the story goes on about her asking for help and how she learns to not live in her head, trying to control everything but learning to live from the heart and so there's many pieces of this story that they really reflect areas of my life whereas you know, young child, I was bullied. And I did hide behind this imaginary wall where I thought that, uh, you know, I wouldn't be hurt anymore. Now the the part that's different say is how the girl in the story took down her wall compared to the way that I did mine. But the whole idea is I want children to be able to have access to that ability to ask for help at a much younger age than say what it would have taken me.
0: Well, let's talk about some of your influences as a, as an author. You know, all authors seem to have different authors that kind of inspired them and helped them through their writing process. Who are your influences?
1: It would be difficult to say for kind of like this genre that I've written about. But if you were to look at um, spiritual type of authors, it would be um, Paulo Coelho is a big favorite of mine. As well as, you know, and I do read things by Renee Brown and those type of self-development type of books as well. Kind of along that spiritual journey, like one that actually that's on my reading list right now is the latest from Michael Singer. So, you know, loved his first book about um, being untethered.
0: Well, let's talk about, you have a business that focuses on mental Wellness. So tell us about that business and tell us why you decided to get into that space.
1: Well, my business actually uh, has evolved quite a bit over time. So it began over 10 years ago as energy practitioner. So doing those, um, doing energy work such as Reiki. So I was, I am a Reiki teacher and I still teach Reiki today. Uh, Although that's not necessarily a biggest part of my business anymore, I still love to do it. So my business started out in that area, knowing that I wanted to share Reiki with people, not just for that relaxation and stress reduction that everybody hears about that's related to Reiki, but for the fact that these types of energy work can actually help you uncover things and discover yourself again. So that is kind of the part of energy work that I love to promote. So it's all that piece of self-development, working on yourself, trying to figure out who you really are and where you want to go. And so energy work can really help with those types of things, so that's where my business started with. It actually evolved over time into coaching. So because really it kind of all is in the piece of the self-development piece, so working as a wellness coach and eventually also bringing in professional speaking into my business as well, I'm currently a member of the caps, which is a Canadian Association for Professional Speakers, which is kind of like a sister, say of your n s a there in the United states so bringing being able to help spread the words about different things, being able to help people really think about Well, what can I do for myself? How can I take responsibility for the things that I want to change in my life? So it's using all these different techniques, um, say, anywhere from energy work, coaching, looking at jinkies, and kind of bringing it all together to first looking at a person's life, what do they want to change? Where do they want to go? And it's that kind of peeling off the layers to discover who they really are themselves. Because quite often a lot of people haven't really reached that core of themselves. And the fact of then being able to live as their authentic self. And therefore that's kind of part of the living through the heart, which, you know, kind of revolves back to this children's book that I've done. So instead of trying to live from your head, trying to, you know, live your life as everybody else believes you should and trying to control things in a certain way to kind of going more to being more in the flow and just listening to your intuition and really following your heart as your heart's desires as to what you might want to accomplish.
0: Well, you were also a program coordinator at Let's Talk Science. Tell us about that experience and and what that program is.
1: Okay, yeah. That was a couple of years ago now that I worked at Let's Talk Science. It was interesting though because when I was working as a science researcher at uh, the University of Western Ontario here in London, Ontario, one of the PhD students in the lab, Bonnie Schmidt, was developing this it's like a grassroots program. It was more to promote science literacy to children. And so Uh, Eventually, I also got the opportunity of actually working for the organization for a couple of years as the program coordinator, working on different, uh, different, different age groups. At one time, I was helping work with a, it was called the Wings of Discovery for kindergarten students. And then I was working on also, it was also kind of a science programming for daycares. So that was where I what I was working on when I worked for the organization. But that organization has really evolved in terms of doing different areas and providing different resources for all ages of youth, say right from daycares all the way up to university age. Uh, you can always check out their website. I believe it's letstalkscience.ca for a lot of free resources, whether people want to look at science uh, with their children or whether they're an actual educator and want to look at things from that. Yeah, their website provides a lot of information. I'm very proud to have worked for that organization. They've won a lot of awards over the years for what they've done for promotion of science literacy.
0: Well, and the experience that you have as jumping into being an author, what tips or advice could you give somebody out there who wants to be an author, just like you are.
1: There's a, there's a whole bunch of different ways to approach it. It's whether that's something that you want to do. um, And then you would actually start debating about, well, what area do I want to write about? And how am I going to write about it? But really my advice for that piece would be just write, just even just practice writing in a journal, many, many pages in a day to be able to let the words flow. And I think eventually you would find that something already is starting to come together for you. Now, if it's something that you already have a particular story in mind, again, it's just make sure you get it down, written down somewhere. Uh, It's going to go through several edits and several different transformations, depending on who you have look at it. Uh, but don't give up. It's always, if it's a story that wants to be heard, it will find its own way out there and you will be guided as to what the best way to be able to uh, put that book out into the world.
0: Do you have any current or upcoming projects that you're working on that people need to know about?
1: Well, this book from Head to Heart actually. I'm getting the feeling that it's only going to be the first in the series. And so even though I'm still going to have my official book launch in later in August, uh, but it is now available, I do need to find the time to sit down and write the other books that are going to be coming through this one. This is kind of going to be like the major anchor, but then the plan would be to write other books maybe probably in a similar vein kind of a children type of story on different topics more self-help type of topic that a person would be able to learn from it's the whole idea presenting it at that level I think would makes it accessible to all ages so yes I will be definitely moving forward with that as a project And it's interesting, as I said, I'm kind of retiring from teaching per se, and we'll have to see where the author visits start happening. So the idea that's my plan for the fall is to be doing both author visits locally in person, as well as virtually, I'm hoping around the world um, with this book and being able to explore this topic with youth of all ages. So it's perfect for like grades, say two to six, also seven and eight, it can be applicable to. And I would take a totally different approach. I'm doing the author visit with it for high school students as well. But I would love to be able to even see it being used, like being able to uh, present it to educators in different areas, being able to use this book in different class different classrooms as well. So that's kind of my projects that I have on go is kind of everything revolves around the book right now, but it will be revolving perhaps around other books in the future.
0: Well, so people can keep up with everything that you're up to and your future books throughout your contact information, website, social media, any kind of contact info you have for people.
1: Yeah, the easiest way to find me would be on my website. And that's just wanda C-A. So W A N D A D A V I S.ca. People can find me on Facebook if they have questions that way. I also have an Instagram account. I also am active on LinkedIn if people want to find me there. I'm happy to communicate with people from any which way. The book itself is also now available on Amazon.com. So you can. Find there is probably the best way is it's also available on Indigo chapters in Canada. But for readers or listeners in the United States, Amazon.com, it would probably be the easiest way. But I also um, have people purchasing it directly from me and I ship anywhere in the world with that additional little bit of mailing shipping fee as well. So my website is probably the best place to connect with me that way.
0: Well, close us out with some final thoughts, maybe some, some topics that I failed to mention that you would like to touch on, or just any final thoughts you have for the
1: listeners. My advice to anybody really is really be aware of what thoughts are going through your head. Are they thoughts that have been put there by the media, by your coworkers, parents? Whoever else it is, are they really your thoughts or are they just the thoughts that you're having to please somebody else? So then the next step would be instead of trying to control your life through your thoughts and your beliefs, if you just sit in the quiet and the silence and really get to know yourself without all those other extraneous thoughts of what's going on in the world, what is it that you want to do? Who is it that you are? And who is it that you could be if you live through your heart?
0: Well said, ladies and gentlemen, WandaDavis.ca. Be sure to check her out. Go pick up that book, follow everything that she's doing and that she's got coming up. Also, follow, rate, review, share this episode to as many people as possible. Check out the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast on the Pod Breed Network as well. And Android listeners, go download that Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app from the Google Play Store. Wanda, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Uh, very grateful to have been on this show. Thank you very much.
0: For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.